Hello, and thank you for joining us for Riding Through the Ages, a revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider. I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. And today we will be continuing on with Common Rider Double, episode 9. The S-Terror, The May Detective Witnessed It. It was written by Ruki Sanjo and directed by Taruki uh, Shinbakashi. And it aired on November 8th, 2019. 2009. 2009, yeah. Yeah. Time jump. Yeah, time jump. Uh, there was a big gap in between episodes. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had to wait 10 years to finish. Well, yeah, it's 10 years. <laughs> they had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the first part of a two-parter. Our first, uh, yeah, this is the first part of our next two-parter. Mm-hmm. Um, the S Terror Saga. Um, any guesses what S stands for? I mean, right off the bat, <laughs> since we already know the one guy's name, or you know, uh, Key or whatever's Terror, is a guy of memory. Yeah, his guy of memory is Terror. Um, so Sonazaki is, I think, the first S. Uh, so one of the S's is always um, one of the guy memories used, right? So there we go. I mean, maybe. So the S could be... No, because his, 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 right, his, right, right. his terror. is terror. T, so S. You'll, you'll never get it. I just, never, just, never, ever. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, uh, what's the theme? It was de- or things that don't exist anymore, extinct creatures, is that right? No, that's, that's you always think that's... I keep that, saying that, right? That's zero one. Zero one, yeah. So what was the thing for... The theme is just a letter. Just, that's it. Yeah, it's just a letter. So it could be literally You, you keep thinking it's extinct because the first one was oh, that's T-Rex. Right, that's right, that's right. We did this last week. <laughs> yeah, because you thought it was T-Rex, but no. Right, right, right. Flame is not extinct, and neither is... Yeah, and money. Money. <laughs> that form of money, I mean, you know, metal currency is really yeah. is used as Physical currency might as well be extinct. <laughs> No, I know it's gonna take forever. It's gonna take us watching this again for me to get that out of my head. Because yeah. now that I've made that association, there's just no going back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it hasn't. It's, they're just. It just. It's just some. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing that starts with a letter. So I mean, it's not even <laughs> like it doesn't even have to be an actual physical thing like terror. Yeah, it could be. You know. I mean, I have. Uh, and then there's Nazca. I mean, it's just. It's <laughs> just like whatever. Taboo. Shade. Uh, shade. Is there one? Sugar. Sadness. There is, so there is, uh, I think there's a weather, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, and it's just like, just a letter, as long as it starts with a letter. Yeah, it starts with the letter S, in whatever language, whatever. Yeah, it, uh, it's it's usually English, I think they're all English. Yeah, well, um, whatever Nazca is, I probably have to Google that. Nazca is probably just a proper noun of something. Probably. It's probably like, oh, some, it's like Ku Cullen or something yeah, like that. Like a legendary hero, maybe. Yeah. You know about Ku Cullen? Ku Cullen? What? Clue Cullen? I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> um, a lot of people would know him because he is um he's the secret identity of Lance of one of one of the uh Lancer in Fate Stay Night. Okay. So no, I don't know. Um he's an he's an he's like an Irish Hercules kind of character. Oh, that's now that's starting to sound familiar. Yeah, so it's like it's always one of those ones I'm like, it's cool to like get something other than like Greek or something like that. Get yeah. like an, get like some mixing up there. There, there are different myths. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Other countries have myths too, you know? Right. <laughs> For real. Um so yeah, uh this is also the first one since the uh dancing episodes. Yeah. Get the taste of that out of my mouth. Hopefully, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel. Although I don't know, maybe the double suits associated with it, and I'm just going to be looking at it. So and be like, oh, I I, I went back and I watched the uh um uh, I went I went back and watched like the first couple of episodes, mm. and I really think 
that other than the Sonozaki stuff in these two episodes, hmm. those uh, in those last two episodes, those should have been the second episodes after the first parter. Yeah, because that's how the that's how Philip felt. Hmm. Because uh, you remember the the second two parter was the one where we got the whole thing about his family and all that right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So this, that would have been a good tie up or tie into. It would have been a progression. It was almost because the third uh, the the dancing episodes they were kind of like a step back and i think that they might have been right the first originally. ones filmed like i was saying and chronologically other than the sonazaki family stuff uh they would have fit better character wise in the second p- part but i think they didn't want to put it there because then nobody would like philip ever right <laughs> yeah you need some time that would have been four episodes straight of hating philip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that too. I think that would have solidified it because they that that two parter. I remember being like, okay, I can kind of see uh, maybe me changing my opinion down the road, not necessarily, but yeah, if it had been back to back, I probably would have been like, no, nope, this character's written off. I mean, he's gonna do something cool later on. I'm gonna be like, yeah, but remember that time though. Yeah, but since <laughs> they had that break in between there, you're like, oh, Philip is okay. Oh no, this is just it's off day. He's not my favorite. Yeah, but <laughs> so yeah, like going back and watching those episodes, it's like yeah. I think it's just like we had these two episodes. We had to get them out. Mm-hmm. Heaven's Tornado. We just had to deal with Heaven's Tornado. Yeah, Moving on. Dig deep. It was the episode one. We just had to get through it. <laughs> yeah, eat, eat your peas. <laughs> Which I like peas, just not these peas. Yeah, not these peas. Not Philip colored beans. It's like old canned peas is what that was. Mushy <laughs> yeah. and tasteless. So uh, what do you think about the second part? The maid detective witnessed it. Um, I don't know. At first, okay, when I first... Um, heard this made detective it, at first you know i, I kind of curled it's my m-a-i-d eyebrows. right as in like a cleaning maid not as in like a maid detective like a mafia person right well, maid I mean, man <laughs> see, yeah the first thing was me trying to figure out which of the two maids it was <laughs> and then i was thinking either way it's going to be kind of weird and then i'm thinking what if it's somebody just undercover as a maid not necessarily a maid and a detective at all times yeah. like you don't hey let's go hire the maid detective I don't know if it's going to be like that. I just feel like maybe it's it's an undercover disguise. That's how I rationalized it in the end. I'll see if I'm I, right this week. There is a there is a drama about a detective who is a masseuse. Okay. I think it's called Massage Joe. It's on it's on Amazon Prime. And it's about like he because he's a masseuse, he's able to like when he gives people massages, he's able to draw conclusions about their lives, <laughs> like where they're tense or where their muscles are strength okay, and stuff. Yeah. So he's basically like Sherlock Holmes, but he has to give you a massage first, <laughs> <laughs> and he solves crimes that way by okay, giving yeah. everybody a masseuse a massage. <laughs> so I see you play a lot of tennis. <laughs> yeah, obviously you're the killer. <laughs> And that's what it is. It's like he gives, and then he just draws all these conclusions. It's it's hilarious. Um, it is a it's a comedy show to begin with, right? But, okay, uh, yeah, you can't take something like that <laughs> too seriously. But yeah, no, I, I mean, okay, I guess there is the potential that there's a union of maids, and somebody would go in and infiltrate as a maid to see if the maids are treated properly. <laughs> so that could be a maid detective. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm putting money down on undercover as okay. a maid. Who do you think? Well, I don't think Philip would make a very good maid. Um, I think there's an episode where he cross-dresses. I mean, that's just a Japanese thing. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I just don't think he'd... he'd uh, he wouldn't do good to just... Perform well. Yeah, perform well as just a maid in general. Yeah, it's like somebody tells him to do something, and he's like, well, hold on. I gotta figure out everything about a feather duster. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta... Having the book and the feather duster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the only reason he starts cleaning, is to learn about... 
how well a feather duster cleans. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like once he's done with that, you know, he's never going to do it again. He's already feather dusted the yeah. house one time. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to use the vacuum anymore. I know everything about vacuums. What yeah. are you crazy? It's like I got other things to do with my time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Any other guesses before we go watch it? Um. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's always the first episode of a two-parter where I'm like, I've got no idea. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, we just got the continuing arc with the Sonazaki family and, and uh, you know, the chief and Philip's memories and all that. But other than that, it's pretty, you know, here's the uh, problem of the week. Yeah. And but, it's because it is a, he's a detective agency, so it makes sense yeah. that that's the case. It's just that, not – It's because there are some seasons of Common Rider where it's just like – it's just monster season. Yeah. There literally is a season where it's actually like, well, these are how the monsters act this time of year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, and then later on, you find out there's an organization within the monsters or something uh, at that sort. But this one is very set in yeah. there's an organization that's responsible for all these. Mm. And people in the city kind of know that their detective agency deals with this type of thing. Right, right. So, so I wonder, I guess my only guess is are they infiltrating the Sonazaki mansion? They, they're they rich enough to have maids, that's for sure. That, exactly. I don't see how they keep it clean. <laughs> yeah, they're not lifting. Maybe oh. Mink's the cat. Mick the cat is doing yeah, everything. Mick the cat. <laughs> okay, so we are going to go watch that. Cyclone Joker! Henshin! And we're back. So what'd you think? It was it was a good episode. I mean, it, it it definitely. Personally, I think it's the best first parter we've had yet. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because there mean, was a cliffhanger, but it was like it felt like, oh, this is a good place for a cliffhanger. Right. This makes sense. Um, I don't know how it's gonna go. Exactly. Um, yeah. But it was the best. I think the best cliffhanger of the the four we've seen so far. Right. Because I mean, it's it's not like. Uh, I mean, the other couple episodes, it's obvious that the fight's not going to continue. Um. You know, somebody's going to get away or something's going to happen. Whereas this time it's like, I don't know, you could technically. The other ones almost feel like they just cut in half. Yeah. Instead of writing as if there was going to be two parts. This one felt like there was like, oh, we're writing as if there's going to be a cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. other ones felt like, oh, well, we have an hour episode and we're going to cut it in half. Mm-hmm. Where we'd normally have a cliffhanger that would be a commercial break. Yeah. This way it's like, this is an actual cliffhanger. Yeah, an actual cliffhanger. Uh, no, I mean, it's a pretty good episode. I liked it. It's definitely uh, a nice follow-up to Heaven's Tornado Yeah, as far as... Um, a decent episode, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's also, it's just, it seems like a decent episode in general compared to the others as well as yeah. a good episode compared to I, I think to it's like Heaven's they're Tornado. like, they're figuring things out. They're getting their characters down better. Mm-hmm. And also, um, you know, forward the plot's always good. Yeah, and it actually was kind of Philip Light. Yeah, it was. I mean, he had his, his he had one scene in the He library. had a couple good scenes in it, but... um, Okay, anyway, so uh, starts out with the recap, and the recap made us think... Am I watching the wrong episode? Yeah, because it's going through the entire uh, first part of Heaven's Tornado. It went through both parts. Yeah, but... So but halfway through it, like, I was just like, is this just the second part of Heaven's Tornado, and I clicked the wrong episode? Yeah, that's what we were thinking. <laughs> no, but it did the entire recap of the entire last episode. Right. Uh, two-parter. And because then, we had to remember that in order to follow. Yeah, it was impo- Heaven's Tornado was important. Um, well, no, it's it's taking up the same amount of time that they usually do with like the board uh-huh. and all that yeah. stuff. Uh, so it starts off in the office in a pretty funny part where like Akiko has on the belt and she says, "Philip, are, are you ready?" And Philip's just sitting in the corner reading a book. He's like, "What?" And she's huh? like, she has a slipper and she gets into the pose of the common rider 
and she's just like Henshin, and she's like, she looks at her and says, "Count up your sins," and throws bills at him. Yeah, she's doing, she's doing like the the thing too, like all the poses. Yeah, all the poses. And yeah, she slaps him with like I don't know, a huge stack, it's, like it's eight a, different bills, stacks and he's of just bills. like, and he literally says, "I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to count up my sins." And uh. She, and he looks at the bills and he's just like, how are we not getting out of debt? And she's like, as he's over a huge cardboard box yeah. full of books. And she's like, you spent all our money on detective novels. <laughs> like, no, these aren't just novels. They're, uh, what did he say? Instruction manuals for life itself. He said they're instruction manuals for being a detective. No, for life itself. <laughs> right. That's, what a goof. And then she starts uh, uh, hammering him like, this can't be like the way my dad trained yeah, you. This isn't how he tra- he taught you to do things. And then I think we got our first flash flashback of the episode, right? Well, he um she says you need to be retrained, and then she asks, "Is there no way to get a hold yeah, of him? Yeah, no way to contact him." I think what he said is like he's on a case. Yeah, that's what before, he's told her. like episode one or two or whatever. Yeah, like uh he's on a case, and he says no, there's no way to contact him. Yeah, so he just kind of. Uh, you can see he's lost in thought, and he's just trying to avoid, or find. He's trying to find a way to avoid the question. Yes, and that's when um, I don't know. There's like a huge rush of people at the there's door. There's a knock at the door, and she's like, "Oh, customers are here." And so she runs, she runs up and opens the door, and it's like I think it's like five or six. Yeah, at least five, five or six people, and they're all coming in asking for their relatives. Yeah. So uh, with the way that they're asking it. Um, you could assume that they're all from the same family. Yeah, they're all like the you, same member of their family. And she's, just, and she's like, she yells and she says, "Calm down." She's like, "You're all from the same family." They all answer at the same time. No, no. And this is like, "You're all looking for different people." They're mm-hmm. like, "Yes." And they're like, "Why are you all together?" And she says, "They all, all the people who disappeared, are from the same line of work." Line of work. And they're like, "What is that?" Pastry chef. Yeah, pastry chefs have been gone missing. Um. It's uh they used to je- they used the French word for pastries at pastier mm-hmm. um because they also use the same they uh, Japanese people also use the French word for bread yeah pan and so uh but it's translated as past- pastry chef and it's not what we would say yeah um and then it goes to a like a dark hallway dark stairwell uh, yeah I want to say it's that or it's like underground like down to a basement or something yeah and a guy who's like covered in stuff he's covered in like ooze and goop and stuff mm-hmm. he's crawling up the stairs and then at the top of the door like this greenish slime yeah slime i was like is the s slime question mark i i i'll tell you what the s is at the end i but think I, I think i know what it is now but at this point it, and so then it comes in it like covers him and he screams and then that goes into the entry right yeah uh basically saying they're still alive <laughs> yeah because <laughs> you never know in comedy shows what their death count cap is. Mm. <laughs> There's a lot less death in uh, I say phase two and on. Mm. Uh, going back, as we see with Kuga. Yeah, I was saying that. Uh, death is just like, oh man, we're just racking it up. Yeah, slapping booze for the sake of killing them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and like, there's f- there's like there's a good like three or four seasons in a in a, I think in a row where like the monsters just straight up eat people. <laughs> it's time for you to die. Yeah. Uh, the Fangire are, uh, in Kiva are, uh, stained glass themed vampires. Mm. <laughs> but like, so in this, it goes to the intro, WX, great intro. Um, and then it cuts, it goes back to the show. Do you have anything to say about the intro? I mean, it's, we're, we're kind of mining it, but you know, it's. Yeah. I don't know. I still good. It's still good <laughs> intro. Yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to see if I can see anything new with it, but I always end up, I think, trailing off. 
uh, and just kind of listening to it. I stop, I forget to look at it. Yeah. Um, the intros changed a little bit through the show. Mm. Um, like whenever they introduce new writers, mm. like a uh, double, not double, but zero one. It introduced all the writers in the show because they introduced the writers really quick. Right. The secondary writer in Double doesn't appear till like 17 or 18, episode 17 or 18, something like that. Okay, so we have ways to go. Yeah. Um, and so they they won't completely change the beginning. They'll throw like a scene or two in with the new writer and the new actor into the show. Okay. Into the, the beginning. Um, so it starts with uh, Shotaro doing his investigation. Yeah. Yeah. At first I thought it was... Um like a recap or a commercial with the way that it started out. I thought it was uh, like it. What do they call that? Like in between an advertisement and the show, like it's coming back. Oh yeah. It's like a end cap or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so at first I was just blatantly ignoring it. And then I realized, Oh, this is actually his investigation. Cause it was like a four panel thing with yeah. stuff going on and him talking. Yeah. I'm searching around, talking to different pastry chefs yeah. going around and him complaining about the fact that this doesn't feel very hard boiled to him. Yeah. Cause because it's too sh- the smell of sugar is too, the uh, smell of sugary cream is too soothing for a hard boiled detective like me. Right. And it's like him smelling a cake and like in disgust. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's at like one of the pastries, uh, uh, one of the bakeries, and uh, Akiko comes up and she's just like, she's like, "What are you acting like? You're too good for this. Yeah, this is our first up, client in a long time. We got to get upside in the head with the uh, <laughs> slipper. Yeah, it's our first client in a long time, and he's complaining basically, and she's like waving the bills at him. Like, <laughs> don't forget about these. She mocks him about being half boiled. Yeah, uh, I love that. Um, and uh, the pastry, uh. Like the one of the people, the main one who came in to uh, hire her, yeah, is like the daughter of one of the pastry chefs who went missing, right? And so she comes out with like this envelope, and she says, "This is everything about my dad." It was weird because they open up the envelope and just take out a magazine. Yeah, it's just a pastry chef. Like uh, <laughs> this is all I know about my dad. Yeah, is what's in this magazine? <laughs> it's something that you could have picked up at the corner store. <laughs> yeah, about pastries and. It, I'm not sure if it was uh, like a recipe book or like a no, it splat was a, book of his creations. Or it was just it was a periodical, literally... and like there was an article in there. It's something that comes up later. This is like the list of the best pastry chefs in Futo City. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. It's the same article they uh, go to later, and he was rated number one. Yeah. And so this kind of peaks up Shotaro, and he's just like, well, if he's rated number one, why aren't the police doing more about this? Right. I'm going to go talk to Jin. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, we forgot to mention that, like, when they were talking back and forth, he said that she should, she said to Akiko that she should go back to the office. Yeah. And she said, why are you always, like, pushing me away? And he says, I have a responsibility yeah, to responsibility you. to the chief. To the chief to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. And, like, in her mind, she's like, what are you talking about? But, like, in his mind, he's like, he's dead. Yeah. So I, I need to help you. you. Yeah. And, like, in her mind, it's like, what are you, like, my dad? What are you talking about? <laughs> I have a dad. She doesn't know he's dead, but I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody that has a dad step forward. Yeah, Not yeah. so fast, Akiko. <laughs> yeah, you got to step back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, uh, so basically. Uh, <laughs> such a messed up way to break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, all right. Sorry. So anyways, uh, uh, so Shotaro is like trying to find a reason to separate himself from Akiko. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't want her involved in this. Yeah. Um, And so. uh. Once Shotaro runs off to go talk to Jin, he says, I'm going to go talk to Jin about this. Uh, the daughter says, maybe it's because of that estate. Nagiko, like, kind of perks up. You're like, huh, what estate? 
and then it cuts to um the ramen the futo ramen shop thing which makes me really want ramen yeah it still looks good and the bowls are massive <laughs> yeah the bowls are massive and they also have their the huge windmill fu- fruit or fish cake on top of it right uh, uh, it's it's actually called the naruto uh-huh but it's a giant naruto but instead of being a swirl like it's a normal a naruto's it's a windmill so it's yeah. a but yeah it's like a fish paste thing and it's like it's cool because it's like the size of the top of the bowl so that like when you peel it open it keeps everything hot underneath yeah which I honestly I have trouble cooling my ramen down. I know. <laughs> so do I was you, like, that would just be torture. Do you know the current term "cat's tongue"? Uh, oh, where it's too sensitive, where you can't handle hot hot food, okay, like yeah. uh, not spicy food, but hot temperature food. Right, hot temperature. Um, the common writer in uh, Fies, he actually has it. Oh, so he's. And one of the things he complains about is when they're having like udon, and he's like udon because he's he's always blowing on his food. Yeah. And he's like, Udon is always hot no matter how much you blow on it because it, like, heats all the way through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they're having the ramen, and they're talking. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his name? He calls him Maki, and it's like, that's Detective Mac to you or something like that. I can't remember exactly how he Basically, said it. Basically, he he's like, he's not important enough to remember his name. <laughs> basically, he's standing up, and he's yelling at Shutaru. I feel like he just wants a little bit of respect, but he's just basically <laughs> Jin's getting like, ignored. Down. <laughs> I, you have expect him to call him by the wrong name. Jin's calling him around, sit down, whatever. <laughs> they're both just eating and not even really paying attention. It's like, just shh, yeah. please. And so they're talking about it, and uh, Jin points out that um, they all have, all the disappearing pastry steps do have connection. Mm-hmm. And that's that they all were at the Sonozaki estate. Yeah, I said there's there's one place that they didn't check. Yeah. And it's because uh, the head of the family is just too scary, I guess. Yeah, the, the head of the family, who because we know the, to be terror. Because the, the, the head of the Sonozaki family. Right, he's like, I'm, we're doing a private investigation. Go away. I'd ra- we'll, t- we'll take a look at this privately. We'd rather not the police get involved in their job. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't, them, we don't want them loitering around. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah, don't want them loitering around. And so you're like looking at you're like, ah, it's like, yeah, sure he's a private citizen, but he's also like basically saying, um, we're more important than the police right now. We're more important. Than, it's just like this weird thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, because I think after that it goes to him. And well, Phillip, the, the, right? it point it, it realizes the fact that Shotaro has no idea who the Sunazakis are. No. Not at this point. Which is funny because Wakana is one. Yeah, exactly. I was so I guess that he has no idea what her last name is. <laughs> well, I I could see. Uh, well, she's Princess Wakana. Right. I was gonna say I could see that you would just know her as Wakana as a like a celebrity yeah. name, like and maybe even assume that's not her real but, name. But we learn later that Akiko knows her real name, and she's not a big fan of him. Right. Big, big fan of her. Anyways, um, so then it goes to the garage. Mm-hmm. And Philip is basically just saying like what he's learned. Yeah, he's you see him doing a quick scene with him going through the library, and he's learning everything about pastry chef. Yeah, so he's probably a master pastry chef. I don't know. Like, would he be? Yeah, would he would he be a master pastry chef or a master trivia guy of pastry chefs? Because baking and cooking in general, there's some art to it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but also it's a different set of skills. Knowing about famous chefs isn't the same as knowing about cooking like i could know uh you know gordon ramsey and anthony bourdain he was able to dance after reading books about it yeah but that's an art too see but no he was studying the actual dance moves though i feel like because he was learning yeah i mean i'm sure he could probably look it up so he was trying to figure out the heaven's tornado so then he would have to go and learn (laughs) all the moves i mean he doesn't he doesn't cook here so it's just like Let's right. just say that we don't know if he could right now, but if you really wanted to, he could. Yeah, he could probably whip up some <laughs> eggs and make a cake. But uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he basically he's telling Shotaro that um, 
what he's found out is that all of the the chefs before they went missing were regular guests at the Sonizaki mansion because the the head of the family has a sweet tooth and like every weekend Week, yeah or he, he invites a different pastry chef from around Futo to come and cook for yeah cook, cook him a meal or not a meal but a, a uh, dessert. dessert like and I could totally I would like totally do something like that if I was like super wealthy yeah super super I'd be like I'd live in like I'd probably live in Tokyo or something like that but like. Like, say you lived in uh, New York City, mm-hmm. and you really love pizza, and every week you had, like, a different paste, a pizza guy come in and make you a different pizza. Yeah, at your house. At your house, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just tell me what you need. I would want, like, a different, I would, I would just want, like, I fly in people to make me hamburgers from all over the country. <laughs> um, all over the world, even. Yeah. Like, I'll the- pay you half a million dollars to come down and make me a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Yeah, I'd be like, well, I like oh, cheeseburger. how decadent. Um. And so, uh, so they're they're curious, and so he, then um, Sh- Shotaro asks, uh, "So where's Akiko?" Yeah, where's Akiko? And Philip says, "Well, if you want to know anything about her, why don't you just go go talk to her?" He's like, "Huh?" <laughs> Swaps over. I believe the first scene is uh, uh, Terror, the head of the Sonazaki family. He's like drinking tea, and then he just sets it down and it's like sh- pushing it away, going, "Who made this tea?" <laughs> yeah. Who made this tea? And then the the maid standing next, like the head maid standing next to him, says, "Um, that would be the new maid." And then it cuts to outside, and it just shows like feet and like the lower hem of like a maid outfit mm-hmm. running through, running across the roof, th- the rooftops. Yeah, she came, she came out of the second story window, and she's running across the roofs. Uh, like, uh, and she jumps down. She jumps down to a balcony. She jumps like a. F- like a, a floor down to the ground. Yeah. Lands. And, and there's Wakan in the background who's just come home. Like, uh, we've seen this courtyard before. This is yeah. where um, uh, Clay Doll and Nasuka had their first fight yeah. before the wedding. And so they've established that this is the Sonazaki house. Mm-hmm. So and she, uh, Akiko has this, uh, like, a pole arm. <laughs> she has a broom. Yeah, she has a broom or, or, a, mop or, or like, a uh, extended duster maybe like, yeah but it's got something written on it which i have no idea what it said but i'm assuming it's the same vein as the shoe oh yeah uh, i didn't just see now it, her but... made tool <laughs> yeah um so she jumps down and it turns out that she's hunting down meek yeah she's chasing meek and like he... <laughs> she finally catches up to him and she's got him like grappled in in one arm and she's it's got this uh... like she's got him like in a headlock yeah and there's like and a, a dog bowl full of uh there's like okay meatballs on a skewer no it was it was takoyaki oh is that what it was it's just like all these fish style, but like just lumped together. In, no, incredibly rich human food. Yes. So she's trying to like she's like eat, eat this, eat, 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 eat this kitty feast, eat, eat the kitty feast for me, and uh, and the cat's just like Wakanda's like who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and she fangirls out a little bit. Right. And she's she's uh she runs up. She's a one octopus. I think she asked for an autograph or something. I think so. Yeah. And she's just like, answer my question. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> who are you? But this is also when we learn that uh, Akiko knows that her last name is Sonozaki. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um. Anyways, she says that she is the new maid. Yeah, I think she does the spin around. Thing, she does right? the spin around, and they like do like multiple camera angles, like a glamour phone, like glitter. And this is when I realize she's undercover using her real name. Yeah, like a champion. Yeah. <laughs> A real name that is plastered on the side of a detective agency <laughs> that is yeah. named after her. Yeah. Like the detective agency is her last name because yeah. it's Vincent. So it's just like, what? It has this. You know, um, that's like my small. It's a James Bond thing. 
Right. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Bond. James Bond. Oh, you mean this, the, the master spy? What are you doing in this casino? <laughs> uh, uh, I'm an arms dealer. You're the most famous uh, 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 British secret agent ever. <laughs> That's not suspicious. You want to play a game of craps? Come on over here. Yeah, craps instead of uh, what were they playing in the original? Don't they usually play poker? No, see that I think po- poker was the new one, right? Because they had to make it uh, a game that most people know here. I can't remember. Baccarat, it's, maybe. It's been late. It's probably it could have been Bach, but it's been a while since I've seen the. Uh, you know, ha- I don't watch them back to back, so <laughs> yeah. I couldn't make the comparison. Yeah, like I don't know any order for the James Bond movies. I've yeah, just seen a random James Bond movie here or there. I honestly don't think it matters what order you watch it in. It's not the really new ones <laughs> do because there's like an ongoing story there. Oh yeah, the ones with uh. Um, what's his name? Craig, or I think his name is the guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the newer ones they have like an ongoing sort of from Casino Royale on, but the older ones are kind of just like here's a James Bond movie. Yeah. And, like that's when I saw it as a kid, it's like oh, this is a random James Bond movie on TNT. <laughs> um, oh, who's Moonraker? <coughs> um, uh, so then it goes to her um getting scolded by the headmate. Yeah, she's got uh, she's getting she's getting chewed out. Yeah, so she's getting chewed out, and there's. There's the head the maid there. six maids or so there. There's a couple of other maids. We find out there's actually quite a few maids in this building. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge house. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, there's only there's only like four or five people who live there, and it's a mansion. It's massive. It's, <laughs> so, a, it's big for a mansion. Just just to have people, like, the uh, it's an American mansion, not a Japanese mansion. Right. Japanese mansion is a condo. But, um, <laughs> that's what they call condos, is mansion. Um, but, uh... So it's just this huge place. It needs a lot of people to keep it clean if they want to. Right. I would never want to live in a place with this many rooms. No. I would never want to live in a place the size of a hotel. Yeah. It's, <laughs> kinda, it's weird. Like, I have I have an extra bedroom right now, and I feel like it's too much. Yeah, it's like you invite, like, a former, foreign delegate and his entire entourage yeah. to oh, stay the night and still have half your rooms available. Oh, there was a great comic book. It was kind of the, actually the comic book that got Black Panther back into the mainstream of Marvel. Mm. And the comic book was actually written from the eyes of the UN delegate to Wakanda. Okay. So that's what made it made Black Panther mysterious because he was the character there and it was all spoken from this this normal guy. And he was the UN delegate and he goes to pick up uh T'Challa at the airport mm. and he brings his like his like convertible and T'Challa's <laughs> there. It's like him and his like 40 person entourage because <laughs> yeah, he's like, a king. <laughs> yeah, the convertible is just not enough. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, yeah. Anyways, this is a great story because it's all like the craziness of this like skinny white guy who's now the UN representative to Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> Who is not only like incredibly powerful, like ex Avenger, but he's also incredibly wealthy and like all this stuff. It was great. Anyways, um, but yeah, so it's like, why would you need a whole mansion? Yeah, why? Why? What's the point? Uh, basically to show off. But um, so uh, they're being scolded. She's being scolded, and then she, uh, yeah, it's like, don't ever talk to Wakana and Master oh, Mink yeah, like yeah. that. Master Mink, how dare you teach Master Mink talking about the cat? And the cat's been sick ever since. Yeah, Wakana forced him to eat that whole thing. Yeah, he's just over there like. <laughs> and oh, so she, she uh basically says to like some other maids like treat her the basics yeah and then they walk out and one of the other maids comes up to her and he says you gotta you gotta realize that there is a 
uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil scenario. Right. Here. It's kind of funny because there's like a, there's like a fat one and a tall, skinny one with glasses, and the fat one is like almost as soon as the head maid leaves, she like pull- bumps her out of the way and uh, puts out a bag of potato chips out of nowhere and sits down, starts eating potato chips. Like this is what we normally do. Yeah, this is the basics. <laughs> the basics are. Avoid work as much as possible. But yeah, uh, basically the the other maid, the one that seems responsible versus, I don't know, the good pair there where one does nothing and the other one does all the work. Yeah. But uh, gives her the, hey, everything you see here. There's some things you cannot speak about. There's some things you cannot see. There's some things you cannot talk about. Even if it's your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a hush-hush. Yeah, which is just like, that just seems weird, like, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, we know it's like, they're museum. They're all weird. There's bound to have been like not like it's not like they're dragging people through yeah. the through, through the hallways. <laughs> this is killing. The dead, <laughs> this is the dead body hallway. Yeah. Mind no, it's just like like we see later. He's just creepy. Yeah. And the yeah. actor plays it off pretty well. Yeah. It's always because he's never around. he's never like he's creepy without trying to intimidate anybody. Yeah. So the actor plays it off really well. Just like also the way they frame him and all that is that if it's like he's not going to probably. But if you want, if you want you dead, you're dead. Yeah, he could disappear. You, yeah, <laughs> like the head of a mafia family, right? Yeah, which he kind of pretty much is. Yeah, it's kind of good um, explanation for him, I'd say. Uh, and so, um, I think in the middle of the speech, at some point, she just leaves the room. No, she says, "I don't think I'll be able to do that with my personality." <laughs> <laughs> She's like self-aware. <laughs> And so the other maid sits down at the table also, and they both have her back to her, and then they're they're still talking. And then the the one who's eating potato chips turns, and she's like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> she just left. And it, it switches over to Akiko doing some needless like spinning and, and wall hugging. She she she's acting like a, a kid trying to be a ninja, right? Sneaking around, and she's got like a notebook, and she's drawing little caricatures of each of the heads of heads, and is like making notes about them, right? She's doing her investigation. Yeah, which is basically made and then first ex- impressions. Basically, that's all she's got so far. So then it goes to outside, and it's sh- uh, Shotaro arriving at the Sonazaki mansion. Mm-hmm. He's just like, what is she thinking going undercover? I mean, and the, I guess uh, what I like about this is if you're worried that her cover is going to be blown, you might as well show up and make an association between you oh, and yeah. the person so that way they can find Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That scene, I'm sitting there going like, dude, if you don't want her cover to be blown, what are you doing? <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> So he is kind of looking around, and he gets in front of the gate and starts looking at the mansion. And like this, there's no other way. It's like an evil pressure. Yeah, waves he gets, over. He gets aurad. It's it's an evil aura because that's the colors that they give you. Yeah, it's like if oh. you've ever seen anime, it's a, it's it's Frieza colors, and um, <laughs> yeah. it's it's Frieza energy colors. You know. Yeah, you get hit with the wave of energy, and then you just like what? And uh, obviously this is like because of terror mm-hmm. i mean you can just feel it yeah he just knows it's there um and then it goes into the kitchen and the daughter is there mm-hmm. and she is uh preparing some pastry things and then the head chef comes up who's this like bald goateed bur- like not burly but like grizzled yeah like cook he looks like he could be mean yeah he comes up and he's just like not, not bad, bad. not as good as your father's it's- <laughs> and then walks off <laughs> yeah side comment there and or side compliment <laughs> and uh Akiko comes around the corner because what it is is that uh, she, like, they came in together, and so that's how she got in. Yeah. And she mo- notes in her notebook about the the shadiness of the of the head cook. Yeah. Like, she in her mind, this is the guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a subject. 
Mm-hmm. He actually says later, Jake just says later that there was 20 creepy things he did. Yeah. <laughs> like she's counting them all. Um, and so they're talking back and forth about uh, their fa- uh, about her father. And she says, um, I, I, uh, Akiko's like, you really look up to your father. And she's like, yeah, my father was like the best and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can see that like Akiko is like thinking about her father mm-hmm. who is like, technically both her fathers are missing right now. Yeah. I mean, we know Akiko's dead, but, um, she doesn't know that no, her father's just gone. <laughs> um, so there's a, a, a parallel there of the, the fathers. Right. And then we always talk about this, how like in shows when the phone rings, all of a sudden it's the end of the conversation. Uh huh. So they, they put a little play on that. Whereas the phone is tapping on the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little, you know, Chateau's phone turns into like this Hercules style beetle flying yeah. thing. And it's uh, tapping on the window and Akiko recognizes it. And so she follows it out. So it's like, this is the different, I think she has his phone. Yeah. Yeah. Why I didn't mean, he just call her? I don't know if she has it while she's working. Could but, be. But yeah, it's like she has a phone, but you can just send your phone after people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she just walks out without saying a word. And, and uh, I, I'm like, wait, uh, I made a joke. I was pointing at the uh, the daughter, and I'm like, you, it's you're the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and, and it could have been because we've, been. we've had these things before in the show where it's just like that. But it's like it's because she made some face that I was like, oh, it's got to be you. I mean, I wasn't really serious. It was mostly just like, even you could tell from the tone of my voice, I was yeah. joking. And then right at that instant, <laughs> yeah, as I was saying that, like in the this background. ooze appears on the wall, like she's being and she's being spied on by the real monster. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess it's not her. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got shut down so fast. <laughs> yeah. The instant you, <laughs> yeah, accuse her, and it's like, nope, can't be. You're like, what's your superpower? I'm always wrong. <laughs> hey, if you're always wrong, it means you're actually kind of right. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> right in a different way. Yeah, it's consistent. Uh, so, Sho- uh, Akiko comes out and is talking to Shotaro, and Shotaro is upset about her getting there, and Akiko is kind of mocking in her face, mocking him in his face that she. Is actually doing the detective work. Yeah, because he's like, you need to, you need to quit your shit. I mean, it's not exactly how he's. <laughs> he's like, he's, you need to stop fooling around. Uh, you know, it's very dangerous. And he's, and she's like, well, I'm the daughter of the ace detective, and he's like, you, but you, whether or not you're the daughter, it's got nothing to do. I like, was the one that was trained by him. I learned all the tricks. And uh, she basically says that he, she's not going to listen to him because he's not giving her a straight answer about the, her dad. Right, and she's also like, oh, oh you learned all the tricks, and yet. Uh, like I'm the one that's in here. Yeah, you learned all the tricks. Yet I'm there. the one undercover. And she's like, <laughs> she's like uh, swirling her finger at while and pointing through, at because him because there's uh, there's a cat yeah. gate. Yeah, there's a gate between them, and she's like uh, got her finger through the gate, and she's like pointing it at him, and he tries to bite her finger off. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. It's more visual, obviously, but and so then uh, she goes back inside. And then it goes to Shotaru back at the office. I want to say, yeah, the next scene was him with Philip and Philip. And, and he's all upset because of, like, everything she said. And she throws it down. Mm-hmm. And then Philip says, uh, basically, he comes up. He's like, you should just tell her. Yeah, shouldn't you tell her the truth? Like, how long can you go on like this, basically? So here is something interesting about these subtitles where it says, um, it translates it to the night we be- the, the night that it all began. Mm-hmm. But that's not what he says. He actually says "begins night" in English because that's the title of that. The title of the episode? Or? No, that's the title of that event. Okay. The begins night. Okay. It's like it's like the title of that event. Hmm. So it was a weird th- way for them to translate it because it's like it's in English. Begins night. Begins night is that night in the first episode where um 
the chief died. They got Philip out. Right. Shotaro and him transformed for the first time. That whole event, that sequence of events is called Begins Night. Okay. Um. So I just thought that was weird that they said it that way. <laughs> yeah. They translated it to the night it all began. I'm like, mm-hmm. we were actually talking about translations about yeah. how, the, how it's like. Too literal or not literal enough. Uh, yeah. I mean, then... it's, it's a very tight line to walk. You get the idea. Right. But I think, if, I mean, if you're gonna name drop an event, then you kind of stuck. Yeah, with... it, it gives it more feeling, especially because it's like it's a Japanese person saying those words, but it says begins night. Yeah, it's like, like it's this be- is specifically what they've chosen to call this event. Yeah. So and and also, I love the fact that it's completely grammatically incorrect. Right. I love that when they do that because it just like adds something to it. English. I mean, why are you when it's grammatically incorrect? It's easier to remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the night it began is really a catchy event name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, One thing about the scene that I really liked is um, it shows Shotara after he's asked this question um, that, you know, it's it kind of hit him hard as far as his struggling with whether or not he should say it. And he's like, you know, uh, clearly he's against saying what happened to the to the chief. And we're wondering why for so long, and mm-hmm. he tells us why. Yeah, he says that it's if he if he tells her, then he has to admit how he messed up basically how it's basically his fault yeah he says uh how can i tell her that it's my fault her dad died right and then while the scene's going on this thing that i thought was a really really nice touch as far as world building goes is that um it's kind of a side shot of him at his desk which you don't usually see it's usually from the front yeah um and you can see the window and there's the sun i'm assuming in the background and there's a shadow of a windmill every you know periodically just cutting through it yeah it's a really the, nice uh, lighting scene screen, yeah it's also i noticed here that this cuz this is a set mm-hmm. but they make it look like it's a lived in set right. cuz there's like chips on the wall the wood is like discolored it's, yeah. it looks like it's a cheap place to live mm-hmm. because behind uh shotaro's desk there's like a uh, a tile wall and like there's some chips missing from the tile. Yeah, yeah. And it, so it feels more real. Yeah, it's definitely a well put together scene. Um, in general, just really well put together. It's um one of the first things I noticed when I went to Japan for the first time is that all the cars are immaculate. Mm. And it's because of their whole rules about inspections and if your car can't run properly, you can't drive it. Right. And like money and in like if you have an older car, it costs more money to keep it up every cuz you have to get an inspection every 2 years. Mm. And if it's an older car, it costs more money to get the inspection done. Like we're talking thousands of dollars to get an expansion done, ex- inspection done every 2 years. Oh. Um on co- on top of like all the normal expenses. So many people buy have newer cars because it's actually cheaper to have newer cars it's probably one of those uh things where you you have the car leased and then you switch it over to a new car like you would a cell phone or something <laughs> yeah something like that but they also like keep their cars clean like every week everybody's washing their car mm. so it felt like a movie set going on there because every car was in perfect shape and clean yeah as opposed to being in america where it's just like oh is that is that window being is oh no that's not a window that's a sheet of glass that's a sheet of 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 cellophane taped on with duct tape you yeah. know? <laughs> pretty much uh but so having this lived in thing made it feel more real because it's like oh well they took the time to be like okay there's th- this is like this is a real place right um like we've talked about how it's got an actual layout even though the layout doesn't actually work no <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at least they tried but yeah so anyways it goes back to uh the mansion mm-hmm. and uh, the head of the uh, the head Sonozaki, he's there. He's eating the dessert. Yes, and he says, he's like, hmm. so he takes just one bite of it. He's like, hmm. 
Who made the dessert? Have you ever noticed that they don't eat a lot in television shows? No, it's like one bite and whatnot. It's because they have to take the scene over and over, over and, and over, over again. Yeah. And also, the things aren't in optimum heat. No. I mean, because <laughs> they've been sitting there for hours. So the, the, the reasons I always thought is, A, if you had to eat something every single time you did a take, you'd probably get full and then it would just be horrible. Mm. Also, the uh, if you were to take a bite every scene, eventually the food will be gone or... Uh, like what you're trying to express with the amount of food left on your plate might not be yeah. the same. Like if you're trying to say that I, they, somebody didn't like something, you can't have it all finished but like three bites. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he just takes one and bite. Then, and yeah. He's, the, he's also, cold. the food could be gross. To yeah, because it's like it's it's always room temperature. Yeah. So cold food is warm and hot food is warm. <laughs> so uh, uh, he says, who who uh, made this food? And he tries to remember the name. Yeah, he's like the, he got he's got. The first couple syllables. Yeah, the first couple syllables, and then he just trails and, off. Uh, Akiko is walking, watching from the side, and so she runs and grabs her, mm-hmm. and runs and bring, just drags her into the 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 dining, dining room. room. Uh, starts screaming her name. So while it's doing this uh, jazz hands. Yeah, doing direction. the jazz hands. So it's heads on Azaki, um, Wakana, and uh, the older one. I forgot her name. Uh, she is an important character. So <laughs> Saiko. Yeah, Saiko. So, Saiko. Um. Akiko Saiko and the head of the family. I forgot what his name is. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I honestly just call him Sonazaki and everyone else is their name. Yeah. Even I, though they're all technically Sonazakis, I just. <laughs> I think it's it's Ruby. Ryubi. Ryubi. Um, I just call him Terror also. Terror, Terror or Sonazaki. Um, yeah, just Sonazaki. So they're there and uh, she drags him in. She's like, Here's, here she is and does jazz hands and speaking. And uh, Sonazaki is just like, it's pretty good. I'll, I'll have to remember. Mm-hmm. Basically, like he likes it, and so she's all proud. And the head chef's, or the, sorry, not the head chef, the head nurse. God, I want to say maid. nurse. <laughs> head maid is apologizing for Akiko. And, and no, uh, well, he's like, and then you are, <laughs> and she's the head nurse. It's like, uh, this is the uh, new new maid, uh, and and then and then Sonazaki's just like, I'll remember you too, <laughs> and she's like. Akiko, uh, it's uh, like I don't know if she she's, she's like, taking uh, it as a good thing or a bad okay. thing. Okay, like, yeah, cool. he's really creepy. <laughs> and then it um cuts to the head maid dragging Akiko out by her ear. Oh yeah, and, and she's just, got a huge grip on this. I can only imagine that hurt to do the scene. <laughs> yeah, just dragging her as like uh, yelling at her about it. And then uh, Akiko sees the head chef. He's like sneaking off into the woods, and she's like very suspicious. And then so she breaks free. Grabs a trash can and just dumps, dumps it, it on over top of the, the, the maid, the maid's head, and runs off. <laughs> She's like, "I'm tired of hearing you." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, then there is a uh, Shotaro's at the gate. It's Shotaro's Still. back at the gate. Yeah, or he you... goes. He goes back to the gate. Yeah. Um, and he gets a phone call from Philip. Mm-hmm. Philip says that the daughter's the next one's going to be captured. Yeah, because uh, he. He, has he, the same he looked at the article and saw that it was top five. The top five pastry chefs are the one that's gone missing, and it was in order mm-hmm. from one, two, three, four, five. And so he looked on the next page or something like that. No, he figured it out with his knowledge. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he, she's the sixth rank. The daughter. She's is. the sixth rank. She wasn't in the article, but she would be sixth rank if they had gone to six. Right. Um. And so she's the next one. And then it shows Akiko like, oh no, he. Uh, so he's about ready to jump in yeah, there. Yeah, he's about ready to climb the fence. <laughs> and then Kirihiko shows up. 
How much do you love Kiryu? He's yeah. great. He just grabs her. He's just like slams against the wall. He's got his <laughs> hand on his throat. He's, he's just like, like, "Are you one of uh, Wakanda stalkers?" Because remember, he's always trying to be the good stepbrother, uh huh, a b- good brother-in-law. Even though, because he like, he really likes Saiko, mm-hmm. and he he wants Saiko's family to like him. <laughs> she just doesn't like him. Yeah, back. but Wakanda hates him, so he's always trying to go out of his way to like make her like him. Uh huh. So he's just like, "Are you one of her stalkers?" And for a second there, he said yes, or like he was he's like, like uh, he's uh, like, I, uh, well, I'm a fan, but I'm not a stalker. He's like, oh, exactly what somebody like you would say. <laughs> and so he's just like, and he starts talking to him about like, it's like nobody loves the city as much as you, and and <laughs> yeah, as much as me. And, and uh, Shatari tries to talk back, and he just like pinches his mouth let, let, shut. And then he starts going on like his life. Yeah, story. he gives him his <laughs> whole life story about how he wanted to become like he he loved the city so much that he had to become. Uh, uh, part, part of, of its royalty. royalty and and so then it cuts to um akiko sneaking up on the cook yeah the head chef and the head chef's just like you saw it didn't you and i thought for a second that he was going to be revealing that he was smoking yeah something like that um something that you wouldn't really but no he was practicing basically he's skipping out work to practice his golf swing yeah it's like i'm getting actually <laughs> i'm getting pretty good <laughs> and so akiko's just like no, not only is he not like doing it suspicious he's actually kind of nice yeah he's a nice guy he's just kind of just grumpy <laughs> pretty much yeah and he's like probably one of those uh guys that's really serious about his work but otherwise decent so then it goes to is it her in inside i want to say it goes back to the the daughter who the pace yeah she's cleaning up or cooking something at she's the like she's in the kitchen doing prep work or cleaning up one of the two yeah and then um the like the foam stuff starts appearing on the wall. Yeah, because I mean, I I remember her saying something that the foam guy responds to. She says something about being happy that she was compared to her father. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because she, she was. Because uh uh oh because uh he liked uh Sonazaki liked your food and Sonazaki also liked his her dad's. Right. Yeah. So it, it's like getting close to her dad in her mind. And then that's when the guy is going, oh, then I've got to sample you too. Yeah. Because, you know, if now you're a recognized pastry it, chef, yeah, I yeah. might as well. <laughs> so then it goes also to... Uh, yeah, like it, it shoots out of the wall and grabs her around the waist and starts to try to like pull her towards it. But yeah. she's like holding on desperately to these tables. And she screams. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to... Shotaro. Shotaro, who is... Still getting the life story of Kiryu yeah. talking about, and that is the woman I married. Yeah, that I knew I would have to marry. <laughs> marry. And then he just like busts away and jumps over the the, the wall because he hears a scream. <laughs> yeah, because he's going running towards the scream. And then uh, Kiryu goes like stalker and runs after him. And then uh, he runs up and he's like looking all around and he sees through a window that she is being like dragged into the wall by this like cream. Yeah, and so he switches to he transforms Psycho and Joker. At which point, um, here he goes like. Uh, I think he just came around the corner. I'm not sure if he. No, what happens is he he and then he busts in, pulls her out. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. So and then the cream like kind of like she was like halfway through the wall too, so she was getting pulled to some like pastry dimension. I don't even know. (laughs) And then so he pulls her free, and they're all covered in cream. Yeah. And then this cream goop thing like hops away, and he chases after it. Yeah, it's like at first it looked like a ball of uh, wet dough, kind of. Yeah, and so he chases after it, and he like is jumping on the roofs. And this is when Kiryu that's when he sees him. Yeah, and so then he transforms into Nazca. Yeah, because I remember he saw him and transformed, but then you don't see him again for a bit. Yeah, then because because then it's uh, he's chasing the dough, and then I think it goes back to inside, goes to Akiko. 
uh yeah he's she's walking um she's just walking through the manor. that that or the fight happened first either one they kind because it's all happening simultaneously yeah. really. so she's inside walking and she's she sees uh yeah the Sonazaki. boss yeah sonazaki's just kind she's of like well this meandering. is when she's, i don't really this know. is when she says oh well he had like 20 things that made him suspicious and then so she sees the boss and she's like okay well that's weird and so i start following him and he like is going and he walks around a corner and she follows goes around the corner and he's gone yeah just disappeared he's not in the room that he just entered yeah Secret passages. I mean, come on. You're right. Of course. And um, honestly, I don't think it's really suspicious for a guy to be walking through his own hallways. I did. That's well, really well make... that's the thing. But like, he's he's suspicious of sitting there. But <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I get that. I'm just saying, it's like how suspicious he's walking around his house. <laughs> yeah, he's walking around. His like, house. weren't you expecting him to be carried on a, like, a pallet by <laughs> yeah. slaves? Or... Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> so then it goes back to the fight outside, and then we get to see the um the first of the monster. Yeah, because it, it pops out and it's some weird like candy corn amalgam yeah thing. So they don't say it, but I might as well say it so that that the uh um sweets sweets okay is, like like sweets is the S and is it's guy of memory okay which I which is why I said you'll never get guess this no I would have <laughs> had to been going through the S words for a while <laughs> to get to the SWs yeah so sweet uh until we hear later we'll just call it sweets. Uh, but sweets is the the guy memory, and it's the other S. The two S's are sweets and Sonazaki. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like yeah, it's like this gummy crazy thing. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of hard to say what candies it's made up of because uh, I think some. Okay, of them so aren't imagine even... you take gummy bears, you wrap them in a fruit roll up. I think there's a strawberry a, on its head. Around uh, like a GI Joe, and you throw it in the microwave for about five minutes. Yeah, one of its arms is a candy corn. Yeah, then thing. then you then you have basically the general idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird. At least it's bipedal. Yeah, but it has this weird mouth thing, and it's it spits out this like cream. Yeah. And it like it creams and and it's just like what is this and it's getting everywhere. Yeah, that's what it, I it love about the, with him beating it up. But it uh, every time he's hitting it, it's like spewing it out of its mouth. Yep, that's what I also like about these, especially in Common Rider. They're not scared to get these things dirty. No, I mean no. they get them wet, they get them dirty. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways, so this this cream is just getting everywhere. Yeah, it's on the ground. It's on the creature. It's on Common Rider, and then it hardens. It hardens, and so that is like. He can't move, and then it spits it onto his arm. And now he can't use his whole right arm, which is and Philip's this, side. W- and this is when uh, Shotaro's like, we'll use heat. Which makes Philip's sense. Philip's like, look, I can't move my arm to put heat in. So this is where we find another use for toys. Yep. <laughs> which is, he's, because uh, Shotaro's still able to transform. Mm-hmm. In my mind, where's Trigger? But anyways, <laughs> so um, he transforms into metal. Yep. And then uh, the bat flies in. Yeah. And it kind of deflects a couple of cream blasts and lands onto the s- staff and creates like this sonic spoon, uh, uh, sonic wave that like shatters all the cream. Yep. And this is actually, it's called later sonic staff. Okay. So this is uh, like a wind um, metal thing. Wind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and they start beating up uh, Sweet. Yeah. Now and they're like whoop, whooping Sweet pretty bit. Big time. Sweet is pretty much a, a stealth character. St- sweet is not like, a, yeah. not a tank character. Yeah. He's definitely not supposed to be fighting hand to hand on this. And uh, they get knocked into a different scene. And uh, of course. they're fighting on like on a street. And then uh, uh, Double's got the edge. And then Nazca comes in. Yeah. Comes in with a slash, slashes his way on screen. And then they are, it's a two on one. Yeah, because it starts off, I mean, it, like, uh, he gets hit once, and then he blocks the next one with his staff, and they're, they're kind of locked up, and Nazca's like, oh, 
uh, bet you didn't expect for us to be fighting here or something like that. Or like, maybe he said that I didn't expect to see you in this area. I yeah. can't remember exactly how he worded it, but essentially like, hey, funny meeting you here. Yeah. And so uh, then it becomes uh, Sweet and Nasca versus Double. Right. And now I'm wondering how, why isn't it everyone versus everyone on this? Well, because um, Nasca probably knows who it is because he's sold. I guess, kind of. It just seems well, really and, and, weird and like, for and, the Sonosaki like, family to have their pastry chefs die off. Well, in Nasca's viewpoint, it's just like um, Dupont's are always like more tr- more on his side than Double. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, and just in general, and then later he could just take out the the Dupont, no problem. Yeah. And I suppose from the whatever whoever Sweets is from his point of view, he just got saved by some guy it, with the it, sword. Doesn't really matter if you know him or not. Yeah, and I don't I, like. I really don't even think that like Nasca's even thinking about Sweets at all. Right. He's, he's just, just he's just he's his enemy. Yeah. The only guy who's beaten him. Um. And then it goes inside, and it's uh, Sonazaki's just walking down the main staircase, and mm-hmm. it's just like, it's like, oh, there's there, a disturbance on the ground. There's something, and so he, uh, he transforms into terror, like an epic transformation, right? Like so, um, he doesn't put the memory in his belt. He just kind of drops he, it. He touches terror, and he just drops it, and he just like goes into the belt. Yeah, just got, it falls down to belt level, and then just gets sucked in. Yeah. So the idea is, it's like he's so powerful, he doesn't have to do anything to do anything, right? And so then he hovers up, and he transforms into terror, and that's where the episode cuts. I, I will say that terror is just not as intimidating as I thought it would be. So terror is like some sort of weird uh, Mayan prophet looking helmet thing. Yeah. So terror is not a uh, a fighter type character. Yeah. From the aura, though, I was kind of expecting it uh, to be. It's funny because like he has this massive like head. Uh huh. This Mayan head thing, but and then he's got like uh, but he's got. I mean, it's still a suit, but it's like a a normal human, like a really like. Kind like, of scrawny uh, compared to the rest. Well, his his upper body is just like a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still a suit, right? It's like a, it's like a it's like just very ebony thin. dark black mm-hmm. upper body, and then like the lower body is just kind of like in a Mayan suit. He's like he's like a Mayan priest or something. Like yeah, that. that's how I would describe him. And uh, so yeah, but that's where it cuts. So like I said, this is like the best I think cliffhanger because it's an actual cliffhanger. You're like, how is Terror going to stand up? Because it's like as far as we know. Terror is the final boss. Right. And this is episode eight or nine. Right. And so how is Devil going to be able to stand up to the final boss right now? Right. You know? <laughs> How's that going to work? And, uh, you know, Anakiko is still behind enemy lines. Yeah. And, like, all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I Like I said, I think it's the best part one we've had yet. Yeah, I agree. Because it was designed to be a two-parter. Yeah, rather than, here, now we've gotten to the casino. Yeah. <laughs> What'll happen? It's like, oh, he grabbed the, and then the, have his tornado one. It's like, grab the memories. <laughs> he grabbed two memories, and then 20 seconds into the next episode, he grabbed two more memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the first cliffhanger was this giant dinosaur head coming out. Um, <laughs> so what was your suck? So my suck is the design of sweets. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I don't like the design it's of sweets. It's so bad. It really is. <laughs> I mean, I thought money looked stupid, but. This is really stupid. It's like a, it's like, it's like they barely designed it. I think. Yeah. They're I like, think oh, whatever, it, candy amalgam. We don't have to try I that I think hard. it's like they, I mean, they have a budget limit, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think they spent most of it on like the special effects. Yeah, the special, yeah, the pastry attacks and whatnot. Plus, you know, there's a lot of special effects with uh, terror. Yeah, the aura. I mean, there's not only is there terror in here, but there's also uh, Nazca is in the thing. So mm-hmm. they had like. Their suit budget was pretty used up. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I mean, how 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 expensive is it to like use that building? 
good question. Uh, probably expensive. So, so. I mean, th- they probably just like, oh crap, we forgot to design suites. <laughs> <laughs> we have like four uh, minutes to throw this kit to get this this suit together. There's a thing called kit bashing, you know, where you just grab pieces from other suits and put it together. Yeah. And sometimes you'll be like, oh god, I've seen that before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, suites is my suck. Like I like the character, the idea of the character, because we didn't mention it before that um, sweet spoke. And what Sweet said is that I need to eat the best sweets. Yes. Otherwise, I'll turn back into a normal person. Right. I can't go back to eating normal sweets. Yeah. So it's almost like, because we always draw these parallels with dopants and drugs, it's almost like I need the best stuff. Yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah. So, uh, like, the concept of the character of sweets is just, like, pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't necessarily dislike the character. I just dislike the suit. Yeah. So, so right now, it looks like it's, that. like, if... Sonazaki says they cook good sweets, then I got to have those sweets. Yeah. Which also means that, like, the, these shows are pretty good with not just uh, having just a random person be the, the thing. Although they did that with, uh, with uh, that was another reason that was a bad episode. Uh, uh, Cockroach was just, like, a random person. Just here you are, yeah. <laughs> Some stuff. Like, uh, definitely not the best. <laughs> so my suck um, is... So this is described by Nasuka even by Kirihiko as the royalty yeah. of Futo. And so just some random person off the street be- can, can become the maid with this, hey. <laughs> so we're just going to offhandly mention, just don't say or see anything you see here. You know, <laughs> yeah. none of that. It's like there, she, there's she got no background screening. There's no vetting. <laughs> yeah. She They're got it pretty easy. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, who is this person and how is she here? Especially after causing as many problems as she did within, like, the first five minutes for being there. Yeah, there is some suspension of disbelief about how she hasn't been fired in five minutes. Right. <laughs> and, okay, don't get me wrong. It's funny. It's for the it's for the laughs. And The, uh, uh, the only thing I can think of is that uh, the daughter recommended her. Yeah. I mean, I can see that getting in for like the first, like I said, until you make your first mistake and then it's like, Haha, okay, who's losing their job over this plus <laughs> this lady? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it's one of those things where, I, you know, I get over it as we're watching it because it's just, it, here we are, it's the plot. Enjoy. We forgot to mention that uh, Wakana literally said that she's insane. Yeah, called her <laughs> insane. Because <laughs> when she was just like standing in front of everybody, <laughs> Wakana's like, it's great, it's great, she's insane. Yeah, she's laughing. <laughs> yeah. She's pretty much busting a gut. And her, and her older sister, Psycho's like, this is not the image that we should have. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> wow, they've really dropped the ball as far as screening yeah. is concerned. So she is on my side of things, which is like, how? why is she even here? Yeah. Whereas Wakana is just like, I think even happier now that it's annoying her sister. Yes. That's probably what made it funny. <laughs> She's annoying her sister. And what also is like, her dad's just like, I think this is breath of fresh air. You yeah. know, just pluck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dang it, she's got I mean, moxie. Well, I mean, he's probably has nobody stands up to him. Yeah, I true. Mean, <laughs> he just, gets what he wants whenever he wants. It's it. not that, it's, and it's not that she stood up to him. It's that she did something that's considered not uh, respectful. Yeah, I she, guess it's she, not as she, she was like free. Yeah, nobody acts freely in front of him. Everybody like is very cautious in mm-hmm. front of him. Um, rightfully so, because he's a monster. But um, <laughs> so it's your sugoi. Uh, my sugoi is probably hard because i'm always saying like akiko but she's like really awesome in this episode but um is this probably that how well they're integrating foreshadowing Mm. into an episode about a sweet monster kidnapping pastry chefs (laughs) um because this is like really well this is a really well designed way to have a story while moving along the story right yeah because it's like easily they could have had a story about i don't know 
cobbler's going missing. Right. Um, I don't know if anybody's still considered a cobbler. But anyways, um, cobbler's going missing, and then they have it, and then somehow it goes in back to Sonazaki's shoes. But anyways, right. it's just like, this is a really, and this also, like, gives you more, way more characterization for the Sonazaki family. Yeah, yeah. Because you get to see it from the outside, because we were always having a omniscient view yeah. of the Sonazaki family, at, but now we get to see it through Akiko's eyes. Yeah, it's also, like, again, it also puts our characters with them, so now if they ever meet again, they can't just pretend that they've never seen each other. Yeah. Uh, it's now, it's now one of those things where there is a face involved. Um, Secondly, um, uh, if I had to come up with a person, it would be Kirihiko just telling his life story to this yeah, random guy. that was pretty great. <laughs> that was pretty great. I, w- I wonder if he's going to pick up on uh, Shotaro being at least half of double. Or I can't, t- I can't being... tell you because I know. But I no, just, I know. I, I'm just saying. I it. do know that, like, Kirihiko gets some pretty pretty, pretty cool moments going. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your segue? So my segue is um, basically what you were saying. I'm happy that there's a forward plot, mm-hmm. so and they managed to tie that in with the episodic nature of as far as you know the next uh, case thing. So I was wondering when it would actually be more of a direct thing, because obviously they've been kind of bumping into each other as they go along, but they both have their own separate goals up to this point. Yeah, we were actually talking about it earlier about the fact that like on a lot of shows, it's you you get those two episodes, you get uh, single stories or saga stories. Mm. And this one is both of them together. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, it was very interesting, and I also really liked the small touches they did as far as uh, keeping the world alive in the background. Yeah, like even though there was really nothing going on as far as uh, what was happening in the streets. Okay, like I mean, we saw the little tiny four-panel clip of his investigation that was very fast. It was like five seconds, six seconds. Yeah. And then the one time that he was at the ramen shop with the detective, but other than that, it was really everything was in the Sonazaki mansion or the agency itself. Yeah. Um, so even though the story is contained within those two areas, there's still so much of the world happening in the background, like as far as the windmill in, you know, in the, just in the uh, window shadow, for example. Yeah. It's just a really nice touch that I thought. Uh, it also gives you, you also get into a play of the dynamics of the politics of the place where, right. where Sonazaki needs to be like, no, we're take care of this. And the cops are like, well, yeah, that's exactly another thing got, I was going to bring up. We got to do that. We're like, oh, well, the, the cops are just like, oh, he says he'll handle it. And yeah. so it's like, well, yeah, but you're still suspicious and it's the only place you haven't checked. Yeah. You're kind of obligated. To he do says it. he's creepy, but I also think that, like, their bosses are like, don't bother the Sonozaki family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's how it works, though, is that uh, they just call whoever's superior and that superior says, hey, don't worry about it. And then it's like, well, I can't worry about it, I guess. Yeah. I'll get fired. Yeah. And then who will who will uh, sit around eating ramen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then like massaging your back. Yeah, <laughs> I love that's uh, the visual cue of him being so laid back that he carries a back massager around <laughs> always, always. <laughs> Never know when I might need to relieve a kink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then we got to go into the writer ranking. Writer ranking. So where do we have double right now? Five out of six. Five out of six. You know, I feel like this was a really strong episode. So above him is zero one and Ichigo. Hmm. I feel like he needs a bump though. I want to say I want to say put him at four at least maybe three. So that's the thing is like like we're always saying that like Ichigo just doesn't change and right. that's like one of his strengths. Right. So that means that the others change around him. Right. Yeah. So um I think that in this episode right now the double is above Ichigo. Yeah, I would say yeah. So um and above that what about Valkyrie? 
See, that's just it. This was a very strong episode for characterization, like everywhere, like all the characters. But you remember the last episode about Valkyrie? We had that whole thing where like she was injured and shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then now she's worried about um, Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah. Which was uh, uncharacteristic. Yeah. As far as not expecting her to actually have more than. But like she was injured and there, she's just like, we just got to do this thing. Especially when in the background you're thinking she might just be plotting something. She's now you see that they actually do have some sort of friendship going. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to say three. I want to say three okay. is a safe spot for now, and if it continues, we'll see from there. Um, so right now, the rankings stand. Uh, number six, Kuga, because he does nothing with his life. Yeah. Um, number five is a zero one. Uh, number four is... Ichigo, right? Ichigo. And number three is double. Number two... Valkyrie and number one is Vulcan right Vulcan. now. Okay, that makes sense. I'm cool with that. Yeah. No, Kuga. I love the show. Yeah, the thing Rider's is, is like, is awesome. Uh, Kuga himself is not the strength of that show. No, just a weak main character, really. Like Ichijo and Sakurako are much stronger characters yeah. than Godai. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love Godai. I do. It's just, but I, it's like we're comparing him to everybody else. Is the only time that it's like, yeah, when you're uh, watching the show, you're like, oh, I love this show, and then you're like, wait a minute. But do I love the writer? If I had to spend any time with any of these characters, <laughs> he would just be annoying. Yeah, I mean, Philip would annoy me, but at least he can go off and do his own thing. Dude, I don't. I never realized it till watching it, like with you, and like watching each episode. Goda is super selfish. He is. He really He's is. He's like ridiculously selfish. Yeah, here, take this apron on your birthday. I've got stuff to do. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, you need sleep. What about the translation? Huh? Yeah. What about my translation? Hey. Oh. Meanwhile, he he just got done sleeping on like they're they're at a restaurant. And he just falls asleep. Yeah. Who does that? He is super selfish and like. I think it's totally different watching him one at a time. When you realize you're just like, you take a week and you're just like, wow, that guy's a jerk. What an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he means well, but he just doesn't know how to do good. With, he doesn't, I think that's part of the fact that, because he's like always traveling, he doesn't know how to have like good relationships right? with people longer yeah. than a few hours. For real. He's <laughs> deficient. Like, he would be fine to like have a meal with, but to like, have a weekend with? Do right. No. <laughs> Couldn't do it. <laughs> so the next episode of Common Rider Double is the S Terror, the Great Detective's Daughter. Okay. Uh so what do you think? So here here's the only wild theory I have for the next episode. Maybe it was the head chef all along. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because if it goes through this whole thing where she's suspicious of him, and then she's not suspicious, and then now she he could be it because here's here's my reasoning. At first he was like, not bad, but not as good as your father, right? Yeah. As in, eh, you know, you're good, but are you good enough to get over the sweets? That's that's why I'm thinking now that it's been accepted by the Sonazaka family, he has an excuse. And then also it puts him next to the pastry chefs every single time they come in. You know, they come in for the week, he meets them. Then he can he can get him. It might not be the case. Just that's my assumption. Yeah. Maybe it was the head chef all along. Double or bluff. maybe maybe it was the fat maid. <laughs> oh, she's throwing everybody <laughs> off by eating salty. Yeah, she was eating potato chips, so she was <laughs> mixing it up. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So the obviously the title kind of says it's an Akiko episode, which yeah. was this episode was definitely <laughs> it, it was it's it definitely building on Akiko. Yeah, yeah, the three of them, and and I, I just wonder how. She's going to handle it. I wonder if he's even going to say it next episode. I feel like I 
I don't know if they can keep it going for the whole series. Obviously, at some point, he's going to have to say something for the story to yes. move forward. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Well, our next episode will be episode nine of Zero One, mm-hmm. which la- which that last episode ended on a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Big time. And the title of that episode is I'll Take Care of Your Life. I'll Take Care of Your Life. Yes. Because uh, uh, we just learned, of course, that Vulcan's dead. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's heavily injured. And also that whole episode was about the fact that he hated uh, human gear. Uh, anything. But specifically it was about. Uh, uh, healthcare. Yeah, healthcare. He can't feel safe with human gear healthcare. Uh, just seems like a, such a weird. I mean, now that I'm thinking back to that episode. It just seems like a really, really weird spot to have a recover in the hospital episode after such an open, widespread attack. Like, it seems like the only thing that could happen is for the action to continue, and yet... Well, I mean, it, it is a common show, so they will be fighting. Yeah. Um, it could be... Like, I haven't seen it, obviously, because this is the only season I haven't seen. So, what it could be is... Uh, he's in surgery. Yeah, while they're fighting, I, that's the only way a I parallel can rationalize fights. it. Where because also the last really episode, remember, jarring. it's super revealed. I mean, we'd seen it before, but uh, Horobi mm-hmm. showing how awesome he is. Yeah, totally and, sick. Yeah, and so it shows like some strong uh, Horobi, like and Jin are like super like powerful warriors. Even though it was like sort of a three on three because they had a uh, little assassin, right? But it was more of a two on three, and they were still winning. Yeah. Uh, even though, cause yeah, cause, uh, zero one killed a little assassin for mm-hmm. the second time for the second time <laughs> and probably going to happen again. Dude, that'd be awesome. Just be like the fourth or fifth. He little just keeps showing up. <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like final boss is a little assassin. Yeah, he just gets tired of it. Ends up assassinating Hirobi. <laughs> yeah. takes his power. I'm tired of dying. <laughs> so any final thoughts? No, we'll just have to watch the episode at this point. Okay. Been waiting. Yep. And that is it. Writing Through the Ages has been a production of Fanboy Opinion. You can find out more information at fanboyopinion.com. You can email us at fanboyopinion at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. You can also follow us at fanboy underscore opinion on Twitter if you want to follow any new information about the show or want to tweet about it. If you have any questions about any podcatchers, be sure to let us know. Please don't forget to rate and review us on any Anywhere you're, any way you find us. I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. And we want to thank you again for writing with us.